Hello and welcome to the Try Talking Sport podcast hosted by me, Joanne Murphy. Whether you are an athlete, adventurer, endurance enthusiast or simply have an interest in sport, you have come to the right place for inspiration, encouragement, motivation and as always plenty of entertainment. Happy Christmas and Happy New Year. I hope you had a lovely few days enjoying time with loved ones and having lots of fun. The lead up to Christmas Day is always busy and this year was no different. I can tell you I was definitely looking forward to some chill time with my mum and sister on Christmas Day. As always, the Christmas Day swim kickstarted the day and was so much fun. It was great to see so many people embracing the challenge of a dip on Christmas Day in Saltail. There was such a buzz from early in the morning on the prom. We followed the swim with a quick walk on the prom to warm up post-dip and I can neither confirm nor deny if there were Baileys in the early morning Christmas coffee. Our December fitness challenge ended on Christmas Day so I got out for a second walk in the afternoon with my mum to round out my challenge and get some fresh air before heading back to the couch for a few more hours. Well done to everyone who embraced the fitness challenge. This was our biggest one yet with nearly 400 people taking part. The Christmas Cracker giveaway continues this week with some super prizes still to be won before the end of 2022. Be sure to check it out on the Try Talking Sport Facebook page. A huge thanks to everyone who kindly provided prizes for the December Fitness Challenge and the Christmas Cracker giveaway. Before we get into this final episode of 2022, huge thank you to everyone who has been part of the Try Talking Sport adventure this year. 2022 was definitely one of the busiest and best years for me and I'm truly grateful to everyone who has supported the journey and the adventures so far. There are so many highlights across the year from the people I've met, the friendships formed, to the places I've been lucky enough to travel to, to the races, events and companies I've had the privilege of working with and being part of. It truly is very humbling when I look back at the past 12 months and see all that has been achieved. Thank you to everyone who has been part of this fantastic year. To our podcast guests, listeners and supporters, thank you for being part of this project. I can't believe we're almost at episode 100 and I can't wait to see where the next year of episodes will take us. Huge thanks to our podcast producer Alan Swan who has been keeping the show on the road since the very start. And finally, a special shout out to Emma Porter who has been working away in the background on the website keeping it up to date and keeping me on my toes when I've been off gallivanting. Finally, a shout out to our partners Nuasan who have been a big support throughout the year. Be sure to check out their products on nuasan.com and use the code TTS15 to get 15% off a range of their products online. Now time to introduce our final guest of the year, Shona Dulcan O'Shea from West Cork. The 23-year-old triathlete recently graduated from the University of Limerick and is a member of Limerick Tri Club. She has had a superb season of racing this year. Winner of the Joey Hannon Triathlon, Triathai Sprint, winner of Hell of the West, the Blackwater Olympic and World's End Triathlon, she was second female at Ironman Ireland 70.3 in August and she finished third elite Irish female in the National Sprint Championship and took home the silver medal in the Standard Distance National Championship as well this year. With the background in football, she took up running in her teens, excelling in cross-country and track running. However, it was an injury to her foot that sidelined her running and saw her take up swimming whilst recovering from this injury. Dedicated to getting stronger and faster in the water with an unorthodox makeshift swimming pool at home during the pandemic, when the pools reopened and life started to get back to normal, she got picked up by the Triathlon Ireland Talent ID programme and her sporting success continued to flourish. An all-round high achiever across her studies and sport, it really is no surprise that Shona has excelled in triathlon, her success coming on the back of consistent commitment, dedication, drive and discipline in her quest to achieve her goals, whether academic or in sport. It hasn't been an easy road for the young athlete who has her sights set on achieving significant success in sport in the coming years. In this episode, Shona shares some insight into her life from the injuries and health battles she has faced and overcome to become the athlete she is today to the sheer elation of crossing the finish line of a race and everything in between. This is a super episode. Now go grab a cuppa and enjoy the show. Shona, welcome to the Try Talking Sport podcast and happy Christmas. Thank you. Thanks for having me and you too. You have had an incredible season this year. Tell me about some of the highlights of the year so far for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was probably the first big season back after the pandemic. So it was an exciting one and it was nice to have racing without any kind of interruptions. Um, Yeah, the year went really well for me. I kind of achieved all the goals I had set. Some highlights were definitely Hell of the West was a great race. And that's actually by my club, Limerick Tri Club. Um, So it was a really good race and 
uh, I ended up winning. So I was delighted with that. And then kind of the main focus for the whole year was I was taking a bit of a risk and I was going to go up distance to the half Ironman, which was obviously in y'all in August. Um, so my whole year was kind of based around that. And I was training the whole year, kind of aiming towards that as one of my main priorities because I wanted to qualify for the world championships. Um, and then, yeah, the day just worked out well. Everything went to plan had a few mechanicals on the bike but thankfully I was just kind of kept my head down and yeah I achieved my goals and then I actually ended up coming second over the line out of all the females which was a bit of a shock but it was an unbelievable feeling. After that I kind of had no real set plan in place we were kind of like see how the body is after obviously a half Ironman is like a different level of of pushing um, and I ended up getting two national medals um, and getting on two national podiums after that race so it was a very good season. Let's take it right back to where this love of sport came from. Uh, I know it was athletics before triathlon and I believe it was football before it was athletics. Yeah so I'm from West Cork and football is kind of the main game down there. Uh, so growing up, I always was playing football and I absolutely loved it. I had two brothers, so I was very tough on the field and stuff. I just grew up playing soccer and football with them. So, yeah, I was playing up until minor age. I was on the Cork under 16. So from a very young age, I kind of wanted to achieve like high levels in sport. I wanted to be on like the best teams and I wanted to kind of be the best athlete I could be. Um, and I just loved the feeling of of winning and just kind of pushing myself and, and setting new limits. Um, so I played up until about minor, I played football and it was around when I was 17, I kind of wanted to increase my fitness for football at the start was, was the intention. So I decided in the winter to join an athletics club. Um, the closest club to me at the time was Kenmare Athletics, which is about a 45 minute drive from my house. But my dad was kind of keen enough to be like yeah we'll we'll make it happen we'll 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 drop you over and stuff so I was going over there three times a week um, and that was during the winter and kind of quick enough on I was training in a group of girls who had been training athletics since they were you know maybe seven or eight and I was kind of excelling and I could see that I was I had like a natural ability for the endurance side of things so I started to compete in, in cross country because um, the trainers were kind of keen on getting me into the sport. So I was doing athletics and football for that first year. Um, I was on the court panel and I was also kind of competing at like national level cross country races. And then it kind of got to a stage where I had to pick one route because I just couldn't keep the two of them up and I was going into leaving search as well. So I decided I, I, I feel like I had more of a talent in the actual running uh, aspect um, as in football I was always like the midfielder who was just running up and down the field with the ball I'd pass off the ball to the forward and they'd they'd score I was never really one to like take on the the actual scoring or anything I was just the the carrier um, so I decided to to just give athletics a go and go all in and yeah I loved it I I think it was about maybe two or three years I was just focusing on running obviously I did my leaving cert uh, I got onto a national cross-country team for Ireland, so that was a big highlight. And then I came to UL um, and started in college, and I started in physiotherapy, which was obviously I had like huge interest in sports, so I thought that this course would be very suited to me. But after a few weeks, I kind of just realized that I didn't really love the course and the stuff we were doing, and I just I had engineering down second. And I thought when I was doing my leaving cert, I was like, oh, I probably won't get the points for, for physio. So I'll just leave my CEO the way it was. But I ended up getting the points and everyone was so delighted for me. And I was obviously 17 years of age and I was like, oh, this is great. OK, yeah, this is going to be amazing. So I went in and I found that I didn't really love it. So I decided to take a year out, trained, focused on training, kind of I had a bit of a running group around me at that stage went on a big training camp and got extremely fit. I think we were in Portugal for about six weeks and I came home and I was, I, I'd say I was the fittest I'd ever been. And that's when I got an extremely bad injury and I was out for 18 months. So all the fitness I'd built, like it was just before the summer as well. And I was just ready to, to have like probably the best season of my life. And it just got all taken away from me because my foot got so badly mangled and I was in a boot and it was very that 
whole injury was like the making of me as an athlete I feel because it was extremely challenging mentally physically everything I couldn't really walk I knew I had so much fitness built up and that I was going to have such a good season and then it just all kind of came crashing down but I was obviously on a year off of college as well so I felt like I didn't have sport I didn't have college I was a bit lost and I was a bit like what am I going to do and I was just going on the bike in the gym just trying to keep some sort of fitness and doing the bits that I could do in the gym like upper body and I saw the triathletes training around me in UL there's like so many different sports like I'd come from West Cork where there was football or nothing like that's all you're playing and then I saw all these different sports and I saw the triathletes in the pool in the morning and then doing their break sessions and I was like I just knew I was like I could be such a good triathlete if I knew how to swim and I always had that limiting belief of yeah but I don't know how to swim so that's that like and I kind of I just was like oh I just know that I could be so good at that sport because I run better on tired legs like the the more tired I get like the better I am because I can kind of hold in and then yeah I just I realized that I was going to be injured for a long time and I wasn't going to be running so at the time I was actually with a high performance swimmer and he was he was kind of like Do you know what like if you want to learn to swim we'll I'll teach you and we'll 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 get you somewhat swimming and yeah it was I mean, it was a bit straight on a relationship because there was times where I was like crying in the pool being like, I can't do this. And he was like, you can't, come on, just focus on technique. And yeah, I put my head down for about, I would say, a year of just basically being in the pool, being lapped by by everyone and anyone. And it was a very humbling experience at the age of, of 19, 20. But I just, I was like, if I can get this, this is going to be a good like place for me. I feel like I belong in this sport. So I really just put my head down and focused and learned how to swim. And I kind of had a season the first year, but it was a bit of a, like not a full season. I was just kind of dipping my toe to see what I like try it on. I then, when I was actually training in, in UL in the gym, one of the high performance tri- uh, triathlon Ireland coaches kind of saw me on the bike and he saw me kind of learning how to swim. So he kind of got me on board with the, with the triathletes who were training in Limerick at the time and then put me on the talent ID program and it kind of all started to kind of click into place. And eventually they were like, look, if you can get your swimming to a decent level, we'll kind of see if you'll, you know, get on the, the squad. And then eventually I kind of showed them that like, obviously I had a talent in running and my biking was quite naturally good because of just the strength of my legs from running. And then once I got my swimming somewhat okay, now it wasn't great, but just so that I wasn't drowning, I got on the squad And yeah, so that was just before COVID happened. And I kind of had a little bit of a season, dipped my toe in it, loved the racing, thought it was amazing. I was like, never felt those feelings before in my life of coming off a bike, having to run really fast. Afterwards, just being absolutely like having given it your all. And then COVID happened. And it was just, I think it was a blessing in disguise for me because it really took the pressure away from, from racing and from getting ready to race. And I could really strip it back and just build a foundation and a base that would make me the best athlete and the best triathlete. Whereas whereas if I was trying to go from race season to race season, I would have been rushing things and trying to like just get quicker and get like race ready rather than actually building levels of like actual base fitness and getting the swimming down and getting my swimming strong so that I can bike and run well after it. And COVID happened. I moved home. I ended up, all the pools were shot. And I was like, this is great. I have no swimming history or background. So I need to be able to swim. So I made a a swimming pool out of my dad's old boat frame. My dad's a fisherman down in West Cork. And we have a lot of scrap in our yard. And I was going to use the boat frame anyway to make a pool. So I did. And I had a band tied around my waist. And I say I spent about 500 hours in that boat just stroking out and just getting used to strokes and working on my technique. Um, and I knew, like, I was like, this is crazy. Anyone that came into our yard looked at me like I had seven heads, which I don't blame them because it was absolutely <laughs> just insane. But the water was just too cold at the time to be going open water swimming. And that really, like, I got a really good feel of the water through that training because I just really focused on my actual technique and the parts of the stroke. And I wasn't like panicking or like trying to go really fast like because I had no concept of time when I was in that 
a pool of water in a boat frame like you just have no idea of how fast you're swimming you can just really work on the stroke and then we were lucky enough that when the restrictions eased um I was on scholarship with UL at the time and we were gained pool and gym access so then eventually I could get back into the pool and I saw like huge increases in like my fitness and my strength in the pool and like my times were just so much better and I was like okay this isn't so bad it was about a year and a half in and I had finally gotten to a point where I was like okay my swimming can actually be decent um and then trained all through COVID and I guess I'd made all the mistakes like as a runner in sport like I had I wasn't feeling right I was overtraining. I wasn't listening to my coaches I was doing that extra session and I was just not listening to my body um and I guess when I started as a triathlete I was like this is a clean slate you're going to do everything right you're going to listen to your coach you're going to fuel your body you're going to recover you're going to get your sleep you're going to become the athlete that is the best version and the strongest version of of yourself um because I knew I was taking shortcuts as a runner I was under eating and I was trying to get leaner to get faster but that's only a a short-term like benefit you'd get from that and you will get faster but it'll come crashing down because you'll get an injury and I guess as a triathlete I just I wanted to I just wanted to be a whole rounded athlete and I wanted to be strong again whereas when I came from running into into athletics I went from being this really strong tough girl to trying to lean down and I just got so weak I couldn't even hold a 5kg above my head because I was just so focused on getting leaner and getting skinnier and getting faster whereas when I started as a triathlete I was like the, the strength will I'll need the strength I need to have my natural kind of endurance but also the the power behind it um yeah so I had all of COVID to just focus on training which was about two two and a half years and then this season was my first proper season as a triathlete and it was amazing everything just was clicking into place and I started to feel like I had like found my my space well that was a fantastic insight into your career um I have so many questions I want to ask you so first of all what happened to your foot so basically I had a torn a tendon off of the the bone from from kind of just in the arch of your foot so I actually when I was a runner I did cross country but then in track season I did steeplechase so there was a lot of hurdling and it was like the last day of the camp, I I remember the feeling like me and the girl that I was training with, we were incredibly fit. Like we were going for long runs and we were going like at paces that were crazy. And it was like we were walking or like we were talking, our heart rates were so low. Like we felt like we were on like this cloud. And then the very last day I had a track session and I came down off of a hurdle really funny on my foot. And I was kind of like, oh, that didn't feel great. But I kind of was like, it's the last day of the camp. We've been here for like nearly six weeks. Like this isn't going to end. Like I'm, I was just kind of like, no, just like, you know, walk it off. And I kind of ended the session and I was like, oh, that didn't feel great. But I was obviously on such a high and I was so excited for the season. I, I kind of ignored it. Um, And then when I came home, I did a long run and like that was what, 10, 10, 11 miles. And I just ran on it. And it was so sore and I just kept like I just was so ignorant to the fact that I had an injury and I was like this isn't happening and I was a bit like trying to just avoid it and pretend that it wasn't happening so that it would go away and yeah I just ended up doing so much damage to my foot um by doing that and yeah I just ended up being out of sport for a long time and every time I tried to go back I just kept getting reoccurring injuries in my ankles especially in the muscles or like the ligaments around it because they were obviously under so much pressure and I wasn't recovering or fueling right for maybe two years before that. So I was obviously, my body was just kind of working off of nothing and it wasn't able to repair itself properly. And I was, I was just really not helping myself. And how is it now? Is it much better? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like, I wouldn't even think about it on a day basis ever. Like it's, whereas there was times for maybe two, three years where I wouldn't go a day without thinking about it. It's gotten to the stage now where, this year I've actually finally kind of started to trust in that I can load the running up again whereas the last three years when I started in triathlon the main focus was the bike and the swim because I'd come from a running background first of all but second of all I didn't 
have the strength in my legs to to trust that I could build running up without getting an injury. Whereas this year now, I finally feel like it's I've really built up all the muscles around my leg. I'm fueled up right. I have the strength and the conditioning done for it. And then in terms of your swimming, how much of an improvement did you make? Like, are you competitive now out of the water? You know, when you're in the water in a race, are you coming out in the top five, ten? Are you well yeah. up there within a race? Yeah. So at the st- my first season when I dipped my toe in triathlon and I did maybe three or four, three races, I was coming out of the water, I'd say, well in the back. And my bike was okay, but then my run would really bring me up a good bit. Um, and this season now, I actually have st- like I came out the water in most of the races up the top of the female field I'd be in like hell of the west I was first out of the water as a female um in the the half iron man in y'all I was the first female out of the water which was insane in my head and I was actually 16th out of the whole field out of the water which is just crazy to think because I only started swimming three years ago and like if I could tell myself when, when I was back in the pool in those days if I could be like trust me it's gonna pay off oh my god I wouldn't believe you like because it was just crazy um and yeah this year I, I did the national sprint champs and I was like beforehand I was a bit like oh I'm very nervous now about this swim because it's going to be so fast and I'd obviously been training for half Ironman and it's just a different speed altogether and it's draft legal and you need to be on fire like on on those days and I came out of the water with girls that two years ago I couldn't imagine swimming near like I was it was insane like it's incredible it must give you such a boost of confidence to know that when you step on the start line having been at the back end of the field that now you know you can hold your own against some of the other girls in the in the race yeah I really think like it's just a thing that I've changed massive this year as well as the confidence in myself and the confidence in my training and my coach and that like I've done the work and that I've put in the effort and that I have the mentality and the, the mindset to also to push when it starts to hurt and, and to hold hold in and, and learn how to be smart in the water too. Whereas before when I started swimming, I just I used to panic and I used to start breathing wrong and then you're you're losing your stroke and you're just you're getting kicked in the face by someone and you're just kind of all over the shop and also going the like longest route possible swerving from place to place whereas if you kind of just keep relaxed and don't go so like hectic at it and you keep sighting you'll actually end up swimming a lot faster and just making sure you're keeping your breath in intact and and all that um it really does help and then like less is more in swimming like you really need to just strip it back and be relaxed and make sure you're getting the right technique and the right stroke in the water and do you still have the makeshift pool at home in Castletown Bear? Uh, yeah, so my dad, it's still there. It's still standing. I feel like my dad's never going to um, get rid of it because he just it just reminds him of the time in lockdown as well because I obviously was up in college uh, like for the last few years and with training and with work and stuff, I never really get to go home because it's a, it's a fair distance down. Like it's nearly three and a half hours down to, to get down to West Cork. So I wouldn't like really get a chance to go home for more than maybe a weekend every few months. Cause obviously with training stuff, I just have to make that sacrifice to, to be able to get the consistency in and lockdown was like the first time in a few years where I got to go home for two, three months so my dad like saviors at that time and he just remembers having me back home. So I feel like the pool for him is like a memory of that. So I feel like he's just never going to get rid of it. And, and you mentioned being back in UL. So you, you did the first few weeks of, of physio, decided you wanted to take time out, but you've just graduated from UL in biomedical engineering. Yeah, yeah. So I graduated in August um, and yeah, delighted to be done. It's kind of surreal. I kind of forget that I'm not a student anymore and that I have to to go working soon in the in the real world but it took the year out and I just put down engineering as my first option because I kind of knew that that was the one for me and it went in and I absolutely loved it from the start I loved maths when I was in secondary school and I just loved like technology and stuff I was very good at when we were in second when I was in secondary school so it kind of combined all of those together and obviously it was a very challenging course engineering is like it's just known to be um but I love a challenge. So, I mean, I excelled at it. And how did you balance your studying and your training and your social life? Because, you know, you've got to have a bit of a, you've got to have a bit of a social life when you're a student. So you have to sacrifice some of that as well, or were you able to balance it all? 
So, yeah, I am definitely had a different college experience to a normal college student. Like, uh, for example, I was cycling to the pool in the mornings at half five and people were walking home from a night out and it was just two different worlds. But I kind of like I knew the path that I wanted to be on and I knew where I wanted to go and I know what I want to do with my life. Um, so I kind of knew at the time, even at 18 19 that this was the pad I was supposed to be on and that like this is what I want to do in my life so I just knew I had to make those sacrifices and I also would get like I get more of a trail off of training and and doing the sessions than I would out of any night out like or like even racing and stuff like after a race the feeling is just indescribable um whereas if you go out for a night out with your friends yeah it's fun but the day after you're wrecked and you're just kind of like yeah it was nice but like you don't get the same buzz off it now I do love going out with my friends and having a good time like we like everyone does but I am actually a pioneer so I've never actually had any alcohol ever in my life so yeah I guess I would never really crave going out going drinking and stuff because it's just not really part of me or part of my routine so um I guess in a way that kind of helped me stay focused as an athlete in college but then on the other extreme, I was very driven in my academics also alongside my sports. Like I wanted to do the best I could in my course while obviously training and stuff as well. Um, I think I'm that kind of person when I do something, I do it 100%. If like otherwise I'm not going to do it, I just don't see the point. So when I started in college, I just knew I wanted the first class honours and anything less, I would have been really disappointed in myself because I just knew I was capable of it. Um, I think my older brother was definitely an inspiration for me in this. Like he, when we were growing up and stuff, he was always really uh, like academically focused and achieved really well in his leaving cert. And he kind of set the standard for me and my younger brother. And also I'm definitely the most competitive out of the three of us. So I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to let anyone beat me here in, <laughs> in the leaving cert or... And then obviously he did so well in college and he's gone on to do a PhD. Um, so he always kind of had the right mentality with, with academics. And I guess I just, as his younger sister, always looked up to him. Um, and I just want to make him proud as well. And yeah, so I was always very focused with college and I knew that, okay, um, I can't afford to do like a week of all-nighters the week before exams because... I won't train if I have to stay up all night the next day I won't be able to train or well if I do train I'm not going to be recovering right if I have to do an all-nighter so I always had to be maybe two three weeks ahead of the people in my class because I knew that I had to have the work done before it needed to be submitted because I couldn't afford to just put everything else on hold in my life and just focus on getting the assignment done the night before I had to kind of be a bit more organized which I think I'm naturally anyway. So that worked well for me. Um, now it was tough. There was times where you definitely were tired with training and there was a lot going on in, in exams, especially in final year, with your final year project and stuff. But I mean, I just knew the end result, what I wanted. I knew the degree that I wanted to get out of it. So I guess that kind of kept me motivated and thankfully it all worked out well and I got my first class honours and I was absolutely buzzing the day I found out and it all paid off and now I can look back on the four years and be like it was worth it like when you get to the result and you get what you want you really can look back and be like that was all so worth it like all those like tired like early mornings late nights like it, it did make it it worth it then in the end. And where does this drive for success come from? We could all use <laughs> off Shauna to get some of that drive and that um that passion yeah. for sport yeah I I guess I think from a very young age I've always been very driven it's kind of naturally been in me like I, I guess I've seen my dad like growing up he was always such a hard worker and I just knew that like the way to do something is you work hard at it like nothing gets handed like even through my life like nothing really was handed to me easily like when I was going to football training, my parents might have been working. So if you want to go, you cycle there. So you'd cycle for an hour, then you do the training and then you cycle home for an hour. So I guess having kind of had to do things the hard way has very much made me a very like resilient and driven person. And also I was doing it out of my own accord. Like I wanted to go to training. It wasn't my, my parents making me do sport. 
like they they were happy enough to let me do what I wanted but they weren't those kind of parents that were like oh no you're doing sports or like you're going to training or like they weren't signing me up for anything like I decided in in fifth and sixth year that I wanted to start running and then my dad was like okay look I can see that you're very like driven in sport and stuff so we'll make it happen um but I also would sign out of school early to go training three times a week while in my leaving search which teachers were like you're crazy like you should be doing less sport um when you're in your leaving search you should be focusing on your studies but I think all of those experiences in life like really have made me the person I am because like even as a 16 17 year old while I was doing my leaving search I think I was 16 I was running for like let's say I was doing cross country and I was at a like the all-Ireland level so I was obviously quite dedicated to it dedicated to training um and I was trying to obviously balance leaving cert with it so I'd leave school early sign out of school go over to Kenmare which was like nearly an hour trip train come home make dinner eat dinner sit down do my study and make sure I was in bed early for the next day so that I could do it all again and like I was 16 and this was my routine and I was stuck to it and I knew that like I wanted to have a good leaving cert I was doing eight honor level subjects I was just always very like focused on doing the best that I could and yeah a lot of the girls then that were my friends in in secondary school they all like for leaving cert decided to you know pack in sport and like I think that's at that's the age where girls kind of start to drop out of sport and and I think there's like this mentality around the leaving cert that you should just really just drop everything else in your life and just focus on it whereas I actually took up more sport than I ever had in my life and it made me have to be so organized and so like like on key with what I was doing in the day that when I got home from training I had to do my study then because I wanted to be in bed early so that I could recover uh, whereas some of the some of my friends would go home and they'd have like you know all hours of the evening to be doing their studies so they'd end up sitting down at the same time as me um, and when it came to our results and stuff I actually was one of the most high achieving in the in the group but that was because I, I had to be so focused and I had to be so organized and I knew it was what I wanted out of it. Um, so I think all those kind of little experiences from a very young age has made me so like driven and, and kind of passionate about what I'm doing that like I really do love to to do my best at things and and to get the best out of myself. When you think of triathlon and you talk about triathlon, there's this big, massive smile on your face. <laughs> so what is it about the sport that puts that smile on your face? There's so much in triathlon that like is just amazing. Like even in Limerick now, like I found like I moved up a few years ago and like I'm not local, but because of triathlon, I feel like a local person because there's such a big triathlon community around Limerick and like in the gym and in the pool and even on the street, like and day to day, you'd be sitting in a cafe and you're sitting beside someone who's in the club and like it's just such a community up here and I just love that like you really feel like you're a part of something and just seeing like people know who you are because you're in the club and they've seen a post on Facebook and it really does give you a sense of like identity so I love that and also then just obviously it really ticks my like competitive edge of like pushing my body to places where I didn't even think it could go or or like because with running I had gotten to a stage where it was the same thing day in day out and you don't see huge improvements or you won't see massive like changes from day to day whereas in triathlon like there's so many aspects you can focus on to improve and you can you're like there's never a day where you don't learn something or improve something or or find out something new about the sport now you talk about going all in and about the passion and the commitment and the dedication and the organization and everything and you touched on it briefly about when you were doing athletics about how you went all in but going all in when you were doing athletics didn't result in a positive outcome do you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah yeah absolutely and I think that has to do a lot with the fact that over the last few years I've definitely matured but I've also done a bit more like reflective work in myself and like made sure that like I'm actually taking care of myself mentally and physically when I started running I don't think I was in a great place in terms of myself and how I viewed myself and how I kind of spoke to myself and like my inner voices and stuff I definitely wasn't in a great place in in terms of all that kind of stuff so when I started running and I started to to do well 
I was like, oh, okay, this is good. Like you, you achieved something like it's a nice feeling. And then I'd be like, and people would, would like applaud you on what you were doing. And I kind of seeked that feeling more than, so I was like, okay, what are we going to do to, to make sure I succeed more? And I guess at the time I wasn't like, I I was just so vulnerable and, and naive to, to sport. And I didn't really know like that, you know, the people I was training with, the girls they were like a good few years older than me but they've also had 10 years of running background in their in their legs so they have built up the miles over years and you're only in this sport a year and a half two years so you obviously can't have that level of fitness built up um so I kind of tried to hop on their kind of training plan and do what they were doing which at the start was grand you can get away with it but eventually then once once your kind of body starts to realize okay no we actually haven't built up the the miles over the years for this and we haven't like we haven't really had the the past few years of a foundation laid down it kind of starts to break down and I was also in a place where I was struggling a lot with my food and I was struggling with my mental health a bit just in terms of like how I viewed myself and I had very bad body dysmorphia so I was just not in a good place and when I went all in I went all in disciplined didn't eat any bad food I wouldn't have chocolate I wouldn't have any sort of sweet I cut out bread I cut out dairy I cut out everything out of my diet I was very strict on myself I was like basically like like, you're not allowed to have the, the nice things in life and it was just a bit too extreme and eventually it all came crashing down on me when I got injured and it really just I guess that injury was the making of me because I realized in that point that like being an athlete is my identity it's who I identify as and it's it's what I want out of my life and it is my lifestyle so when it all got taken away from me I kind of realized how much it was worth to me um and I kind of had the time to reflect and just I saw that I actually wasn't happy in myself and I didn't I didn't love myself and I didn't have any self-esteem or self-confidence all I looked at in the mirror was no you need you need to get skinnier you need to get leaner you're 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 not fast enough and yeah I just really had had kind of created really self-destructive behaviors and 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 the mindset that just wasn't great like I was very disciplined but it was all in the wrong ways and 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 I'm very disciplined now but it's it's a different kind of discipline it's a different kind of of um mentality that I have now and I guess yeah it just showed me that like there's a a right way and a wrong way to do it and unfortunately the right way takes a lot longer and it takes more time but it's the one that's more sustainable and the one that you can you can build from year to year and from week to week and you just see you getting stronger and stronger whereas the other like even the people around me saw like they would see me and they were like you're getting so skinny and you just look like you're about to like like pass away like you know you're you could blow you over you're so like lean and I was just I was also not in a in a great space in terms of like when I went out with friends I was always overthinking like oh no I should be training right now even though I'd done all my training for the day or I was like oh like I'd always look up the menus before I was going out anywhere and it was just so obsessive and it just doesn't need to be that and I think I was very um like I was led into that kind of path from when I first joined athletics and I had come from football and I was like more of a stocky now I wasn't anyway huge like I wasn't massive or anything but I was a stockier girl when I came from football I had strength in me I had a bit of muscle like I was I was a strong footballer like I wasn't afraid of the ball and I wasn't afraid of a tackle and when I came into running there was just coaches would would comment on how you're stocky you're you're definitely a footballer you can see you've come from a footballing background and I think as a 16 year old girl that got into my head and I was like right okay so to be a runner I need to be this I need to be lean I need to not eat this and I need to to really be skinnier to be faster and it kind of spiraled and I lost control and when I got to college as well because I was finally like kind of out of home and I was by myself and nobody was checking in on me I, I could really just get into like being so strict on myself and and nobody was there to kind of be like oh maybe you should you know check in on on what you're eating and making sure that you're fueling right and yeah I then yeah I kind of 
after the injury and stuff I, I had enough time to reflect on all of that and I was like okay no I got into triathlon and like at first I was still very reluctant to kind of break my old habits and I was like I was more aware of it in my own head I knew that what I was doing wasn't right like I at that point I remember one day it all kind of flicked and I looked in the mirror and I saw myself and I was like like you like I looked at myself and I was like talking to myself and I was like you're literally surviving through this life like you can either survive or you can try like there's two ways you can go in life and right now I'm just surviving this like I am getting from day to day from training session to training session I'm not doing much else in the day because I just don't have the energy because I'm not fueling right I'm not recovering I'm not giving myself the rest that I need and I was like there's definitely a way that you can do this better and you can you can thrive at what you're doing while also having more of a balance in your life and being able to take downtime and time away from training and yeah when I started triathlon my coach at the time actually said to me you need to gain weight and I remember being like what the heck it was the first time a coach had ever said to me you need to gain weight and I was just like oh okay like I was very confused and I was like I don't understand like obviously I thought you had to just be leaner and, and lighter and and he was like no you you won't get through a triathlon with the with the way you are now you're weak as water you will not get through the swim the the you'll get through the run all right but you won't get to the run so um yeah it was the first time and it really even though in the maybe months before I was kind of processing it myself and I was kind of raising more awareness to myself about what I had been doing the past few years that moment was like finally someone else telling me that was a coach because my parents and my friends could have been telling me till the cows come home you need to eat more but they, they weren't in sports so I was like they just don't understand like they don't realize what it takes to be performing at a high level but it was like finally a high performance coach telling me no you need to gain weight and that like really took the pressure off me because I was like I was so scared to actually do it because I was like what if I end up like losing all of my like fitness and being like just being dropped off the the performance squad and stuff but eventually then it was like okay no he's telling me to do this I need to do this and yeah it kind of started my whole journey of just okay we're healing this and we're gonna we're gonna change all these behaviors which you've created over the last few years and thankfully now I'm in such a good place mentally and it's really really changed me as a person. Now you didn't mention it, but you did actually lose your period and everything. And um, yeah. this big discussion, you know, we see it a lot in the media now around reds and um, women and female athletes losing their period. So did it take a while for it to come back once you started eating more regularly? Yeah. So at this, like I lost my period for five whole years. Like I didn't have a single period for, for the bones of five years and it's actually crazy looking back on like what kind of a way was my brain wired that I thought that that was totally normal and I just I had adapted such a mentality that this is how it's supposed to be and if I got my period that means I'm not lean enough and that means I'm not training hard enough because I was like no this means I'm really lean and my body is like working at its like best which is just crazy because it means that you're like calories are all over the place like your your imbalance your hormones everything is just out of sync and your body is screaming at you to change because it's like I'm under so much stress this isn't healthy you need to 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 change something or you need to increase your calories and I was just ignoring it for years and yeah then when I gained weight at the start I found it very hard to to actually gain weight because I had cut so much out of my diet that when I kind of started reintroducing food groups and stuff I really was like bloating bad and I had really bad IBS and things like that because it just my body wasn't used to processing gluten and dairy and anything anymore so then the, the start was very hard and, and I found the first few kg really hard to put on but after that then your your body like it's just like how it is in training like it adapts to what you what you give it and what you feed it like your body is so good at adapting to what to what you get and like what your your routine is and yeah eventually my my metabolism started to kick back up and because like then for a while I kind of went through a phase where okay I gained a, like it, it, it kind of added on to me quite quickly and I gained quite a lot of weight and I was a bit like oh no okay this isn't great like we're kind of at a heavier side now and I was feeling really like insecure in myself and not, like training was just so hard because I was just not used to those extra pounds 
and I was like oh this just doesn't feel good and like maybe I should just stop eating again and I just all those like little voices in your head start piping up again but I I knew this time I was like no this is what we need to do to get healthy to be the athlete that we want to be and I kind of I have a picture of who I want to be and what I want to be in the future and I knew that this was what I needed to do and it's going to be shitty at the start and it's going to really feel like a slog and it's going to feel horrible for the first few months but your body adapts your body really can adapt to what 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 it has to feel and what it has to get used to and then eventually it'll feel like normal and and you'll actually start to build muscle with it and you'll start to get stronger and yeah so then I it took like you know a good few months to kind of build the weight and put it on and get get comfortable training at the weight and my period came back within a few months and since then it's been so extremely consistent which is crazy because I thought it was going to be all over the shop but no it's so consistent it came back like it was it's just so obvious that what I was doing was I was under eating and my period just was not there because of my habits of, of food and stuff and what's your relationship like with food now do you still cut out certain foods or will you go to the sweet jar will you enjoy like a pizza post race or you know will yeah. you have a treat so I absolutely like flipped a switch and I just went I can eat whatever I want whenever I want however I want because with triathlon like I think it's nearly hard to overfuel or to eat enough calories with the amount I'm training now especially as well like I just have to make sure that I'm always eating and like sometimes to get the calories in it's going to be the stuff that's high in like high calorific um kind of foods which are necessarily the healthiest options but I mean it's what you have to do to hit your your goal and stuff and I just I let myself eat whatever I want and I find myself I don't binge anymore I don't crave sweet food anymore because I let myself eat what I want now obviously I try to keep a well-balanced diet and I love fruit and vegetables and I make sure I'm hitting enough protein and stuff because you're always just breaking down your muscles um, but after that, after I've hit all those kind of things, I just let myself eat whatever I want. And I mean, my friends are like, you eat all around you. And like when we're making like food for for each other and stuff, like their portions and my portions are just two different levels. But like I, I've just gotten so like good with food and I'm in a really good place, thankfully now. And like even my brothers are like they look back and they're like, it's crazy how you can just like you would have cried if we would have made you eat that like a few years ago. And I'm just so thankful that I got out of it because it's just such a, it's a horrible place to be. And like now I like the way I look at myself and stuff, like I still definitely have body dysmorphia. Like that's just, I don't think that goes away, but I kind of am more aware that it's actually my mind tricking me. Like it's not actually what I'm seeing. It's my mind tricking me. And then when I see photos of the time, like even when I was racing in y'all, let's say I, I was like, during that time, I remember being like, thinking like oh like I'm not that lean like it's fine like I'm I'm not I'm not I don't feel too fit or whatever but like looking back at the photos I'm like like no at the time your mind is just so like obscure to what's actually in front of it because when I look back at photos I'm like you looked actually quite lean there you look quite like fit like race fit like and I'm just like I'm I'm aware of that like my body isn't actually looking how my mind is telling it and I think I've managed to to create like the higher voice in my head and like the voice of reason which is like keeps me in check and and keeps me accountable to 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 kind of realize okay these voices of doubt and fear and and restriction and stuff they're all coming from like a place where it's not healthy and I'm not gonna if I go down that path again it's gonna be the same story so I just kind of have really managed to make this coping mechanism so that I can can kind of outspeak those voices in my own head. And where do you get support from then Shauna when things are beginning to maybe go down the destructive path again would there be friends or family or a coach or where where do you find that support to help you not go down that spiral? Yeah, so definitely I found like a lot of accountability in my coaches. Um, I'm very lucky now to have built a team around me that are just so great. Like they're really on the same level of, uh, as me and they want the same goals out of me that I want out of me. And they, they can see my potential in the sport and they can see our long-term goals and our short-term goals. Like they're really behind me with it all. And I think I just started this whole journey in triathlon as being so 
okay, if we're going to do this right. If we're doing it, we're doing it right from the start. So I was so open and transparent about everything in the past with my coach when I started with James. We we started last year in January, which is crazy to think that it's only been a year that we've been working together and it's just been such a crazy year. And it's been such an amazing year. But when I started, I laid out all my cards on the table. I told him all of the stuff that was going on, like how I lost my period, how I was like so skinny and that I'm like now trying to work back up and all this kind of crack and and that there's definitely still voices in my head that are a bit like "Mm, maybe you should like skip that meal or that kind of way and I was so open about it and and I think by being open you really like you're not afraid to highlight if there's ever an issue or if there's ever something because you haven't hidden anything from him whereas before in the past I'd I'd have no honesty with my coaches like I would have done extra sessions behind their backs and they wouldn't have had a clue and then they make me do a really hard session the next day and they're wondering why like why is she so tired and stuff and I was just lying to myself and I was lying to them whereas when I was starting this journey I was like we're gonna do this the right way and like I'm gonna keep it so transparent and like I think that's been a big making in it and with my gym coach as well like we now I have like a food journal and stuff as well so that like we can make sure that I'm hitting the right protein and stuff now it's not like extremely strict or anything because I think we were both aware that if I was tracking it too closely that it could become an issue but just making sure that I'm getting three decent proper meals and then at least three snacks in a day like so that I'm ticking those boxes. It doesn't really matter what the meal is. It doesn't matter how much, just make sure I'm ticking the box. Um, yeah. And I think that's just, it's really important to have a team behind you that is, is, is there for you and you can feel you can go to when you have an issue. You had an incredible season. I want to touch on that very briefly because I am conscious of, of the time. You won Joey Hannon, the triathlete sprint, head of the West, Blackwater Olympic and the world's end triathlon before stepping up to middle distance in your yeah. Give me one of the highlights from the year. I definitely think the weekend in y'all is just something that'll be forever in my in my in my mind and in my heart. I actually ended up getting a tattoo to to like memorize that race because the weekend just it honestly didn't feel real. Even when I speak to my friends, like one of my friends actually did the full Ironman. And he's only been in triathlon for like a year and a bit, which was crazy. Um, And he did the full Ironman then on the Sunday. And even that day, like just supporting and stuff. Like usually I'm not, I I don't like supporting because I'm like, oh, I just want to be racing and I want to be out there. But like the literal chills I had in my body watching people do the Ironman was insane. And like just when we started in the half Ironman on the Saturday, like you sure you were there like the the sunrise and the moon and the water was so warm and when we were swimming like I just felt like I was like it was a moment where like I've read loads of books where they talk about like the flow and how like when you're doing something that you love and that you can get into the flow and stuff and I think it was my like first experience of ever being in that state and and I was just like this is when I was on the start line and when I got in the water I was like this is where I belong because like when I started triathlon I knew that it was always going to be the middle and longer distance that I would be good at but I was like I'm so young yet that like that's going to be years in the pipeline like when I'm there and I kept saying to myself when I'm at the longer distance that's when I'm going to shine and that's when I'm going to be great and I think this year I was like do you know what like we're going up like we're going now like I'm not waiting anymore I was like I'm 23 like it's young enough to be going up to that distance but I was like I feel like for the half I'm ready to be competitive at that level and if I can start building now at that level and 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 really kind of getting the the bike and the the longer kind of parts down that when it comes to it in a few years time when I'm at my peak I'm going to be world class at that at that distance so we took a risk and James was so good he was like he was on board he was like this sounds great like yes like we're going to do this and I'm huge into visualization like before every race I'll probably have visualized it easily like nearly 200 times like the whole race like I will visualize exactly what's going to happen and how I'm going to feel and like certain things that might happen that then how am I going to get out of that or how am I going to deal with it I visualized Cork twice a day every day for nearly from January till August and when it was happening it was like deja vu because I'd visualized it so much and then when I was like on the run and the bike was beside me and we were running and then I passed um second place when I was in second place I was like this is just insane like it was also like 
it just I felt like I was like this is finally where I belong and where I feel like I'm now coming into myself and 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 I'm so excited now to see see what the next year holds with it and what was it like running down the finish line oh my god insane between the finish line and windmill hill were two things that were just crazy like the crowds and the noise and like having done that distance for the first time ever like it was just such an insane feeling and it was just amazing like when I passed finish line I was a bit I was like did that actually just happen like I was kind of trying to take it all in and it was kind of like a shock to my system and and then I saw my dad and he was he was bawling crying <laughs> he was like when when I got injured that time in running and stuff like he was there you know through it all and like every day I'd ring him and I'd be telling him like my foot's gone again or like I'd be training for a few weeks and then I'd get injured again and I'd ring him and I'd be like, it's gone again. And like, he's, he was with me through all that whole injury. And he kind of, when he saw me going to triathlon and stuff, like obviously I wasn't, I wasn't at the front at the start or anything. And he was like, oh, it's going to be hard now to get back to like a competitive level. And when he saw me cross the finish line and qualify for the world championships, he was bawling and crying because he was like, you're, you're, you're back up again. Like you're where you were and you're where you're belonging. And he was just so happy to see me performing at the level that I can be after, after a few years of like hard kind of luck and, and, and having to be really resilient and perseverant. So Finland in August of 2023 on the cards. What else is on the cards for next year? So I definitely am going to do the National Olympic Championships and the Middle Distance National Championships as well. Those are two key races that I'm kind of aiming to to perform well at. Um, they're the National Olympic Championships is in in Kilkee and Hell of the West this year. So that's going to be really exciting because that's such a great race. And it's the club race as well. So I think that's one that I really want to focus on. And then everything else will kind of be built around having the best performance in Finland. And then for the future, Shauna, 23 years of age, is there a future professional license in your career or a future professional career ahead? Yeah, that's kind of what this is all aimed at. Like I really want to make and build a career out of triathlon. Um, I feel like I'm big on kind of having a purpose and and finding your purpose and 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 knowing where where you're supposed to be and and what you're supposed to do with your life and I think when I'm racing and when I'm training I'm like I just have this like unmatched mental kind of strength and I think it's really going to come to shine in the longer distance in in half Ironman and Ironman and I think I'm I'm on I'm on route to to building a career out of the the long distance triathlon. That's very exciting. Yeah, extremely. <laughs> when you look back at your career in sport even from your early days as a footballer what's the biggest lesson you've learned I think it's definitely when I was younger as well like I was never the most talented like I never was like you know gifted at anything or like when I started something like I had to put the work in from the start and I think it just it like it comes to a point where like you can't you can't beat hard work like you once you put the work in and if you know that you've ticked the boxes the result is going to come and I think it's just being patient and 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 trusting in that and trusting in the work you're doing and the training that you're doing that and consistency that you've built that that's going to end up with the result that you want in the end and and I think yeah a huge thing is that like you don't have to be talented at anything like you just have to really put the work in and 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 focus your mind and your body towards that that goal I think you're selling yourself a little bit short there by saying that you're not talented because there's a lot of natural ability and talent within your mind and body there Shona final question who's been the biggest inspiration in your life to date biggest inspiration oh that's a tough one there biggest inspiration in my life to date there's like so many in different like aspects of my life but I think and he's gonna be like what the heck like I've done nothing <laughs> but other than give out to you my older brother is like someone that I always come back to like I look up to him so much and like he has nothing to do with sport but I guess like we came from a household where like we were just you know like there wasn't anything major about us or anything too kind of special and as kids we kind of had to to find our own way to training or to do our own homework and like you know we didn't like we definitely didn't have pushy parents or anything behind us like they were very relaxed and they kind of let us do our own thing and and I guess Dom definitely showed me that like 
he achieved so well in his leaving cert he ended up getting the All-Ireland scholarship from JP McManus and Bill Clinton gave him his scholarship and I think at a young age I I think I was in first year and he was just on his leaving cert and all this kind of started happening I was like do you know what like we can actually do what like we can be who we want and we can do what we want and like it doesn't matter where you've come from or like what facilities you have or because like you know we came from a really small school and like there wasn't like anything major about our school like we there wasn't any like Bruce College or anything like that around where we were from it was just he he studied he put in the work and he ended up achieving something amazing and I guess I was just like he showed me that like right okay we've come from the small little town but like that doesn't mean we have to limit ourselves to what we can achieve and yeah that really started kind of my mindset on like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna be someone and I'm gonna really like just do what I want and and, and do it 100% and I'm gonna achieve what I what I what I set out um so yeah definitely Dom because from a young age he kind of set the bar from for us academically but then also that carried on into into sport for me because I was obviously always always kind of in sport and trying to achieve in sport. I think that's fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Shauna I wish you the very best of luck for the future ahead. I can't wait to call you across another finish line. Yeah very have a lovely Christmas and thanks so much for joining us on the show today. You too and thanks so much for having me. Great. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can get in touch with any feedback or guest suggestions by emailing me on trytalkingsport at gmail.com. If you would like to hear more great episodes of the podcast, be sure to check them out on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. With so many episodes of the show now available, there is a huge back catalogue of inspiration and motivation to choose from. You can follow all of our adventures and activities and podcasts on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. And if you have any feedback or guest suggestions, please email me on trytalkingsport at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, wishing you all a very happy new year. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, keep smiling and remember to look for fun and adventure in every day.